0: Hey guys, it is I, Casper, from Massachusetts. Oh my god, I don't know how many times I gotta say this, but pardon my wonderful, elegant French. It's cold as fuck outside. Like, seriously, it is really cold. Um, anyways, we are on episode 104 right now, and I hope you guys like the intro by Nirvana. Um, come as you are, and... It's only available to those on Anchor that's listening. So if you're listening on Apple and Spotify and Google Podcasts, you're not going to get to hear it, but as soon as you open the Anchor app, you can hear everything from start to finish. Uh, So I'm going to talk about some really important stuff and some really not so important stuff today. And perhaps put a little piece of like voicemails from previous listeners and previous podcasters on this app um, so the not so important stuff I want to get that out of the way that is called having to deal with useless trap like useless anxiety you know like really useless I had a, f- a conversation with a good friend of mine from Minnesota and you know, was totally able to relate to them and they understood what I was going through. And so basically what I have to deal with is this thing called travel anxiety. It's where you get anxious because you have to leave a setting that you're used to to go to a completely new setting that you have never been to. And as the days to that time gets closer, it gets worse and it starts to bother you a little bit more. And it doesn't help if the other people that you're going towards is going to be anxious too. So it doesn't really help at all. So what happens is it makes you feel like you want that this thing to get over and like rush through and just be done already before it even happens. That's not good. That is not good at all. Um, I'm just being honest that I don't think that, would, that doesn't help neither of these people at all. No one from that group, if you're going to all be anxious about it, but if that's how they feel, then uh, there's nothing you can really do about it. All I know is that it's just a bunch of useless anxiety that's there and so much you do to prepare yourself mentally and physically and everything to smush it down and render this useless anxiety completely useless I know you hear this word useless being used a lot because that's exactly what the anxiety is the anxiety is useless so hold on Um, actually wait before I go away I wanted to say thank you to everybody listening near and far wherever you are if you're listening on the anchor app or if you're listening on whatever platform that you're in Um, I'm also going to include an attachment or a broadcasted interview talking about some really important legislation regarding TSA and airport security uh, for people with disabilities and or people without disabilities this the fact that you know there has to be some regard and a little bit of respect for people traveling um, through because you know some of us are not frequent flyers And we're already walking around with jittery nerves and the last thing they need is a traumatic experience to absolutely sabotage their experience while those who caused this experience gets to still walk around without any consequences so if you guys are really ready for the long haul that recording is about an hour and some change
1: Welcome to In Perspective. I'm Bob Branco. He's Al Hensel. Al, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing well, Bob. I hope you are.
1: I am. Thank you very much. We have a very special guest on our show who recognizes a common problem that has to do with traveling throughout the country. I would imagine throughout the world, you know, because when you go to an airport, you're not only going to travel within the U.S., you're going to travel around the world. And the problem seems to be focused on persons with disabilities uh, we have an advocate who is trying to pass some legislation that's going to make things a little bit better for us at airports she's trying it out in massachusetts i want to welcome cassandra xavier hey cassandra, how are you am
0: great how
1: are you great explain what the problems are cassandra and then tell us what the legislation. That you're trying to pass is going to do to curtail these problems?
0: Okay. So the problem is, you know, people with disabilities, especially us blind or deafblind individuals, we travel with distance communication equipment. And a lot of these things are very foreign to sighted people or anyone without disabilities. So to them, it may seem like something that costs about $5 but you might want to add a couple of extra zeros behind it because, you know, these things are not cheap. Um, And so we travel with these things because we need it. But the problem is every single time we go through these things, there's either one or two things broken in our bags, especially after we ask them to put the fragile tag on it and we need them to please be careful. We ask politely and respectfully. We don't get all mean and rude about it but we ask very nicely. And still, you will witness them open your bag and pour everything out on the table like it's a sack of potatoes. And then you get upset and you don't know who to talk to to get these things fixed. Instead of, you know, like most people, sometimes they go on social media and they cry about it. But me, I went over to Beacon Hill and I spoke to my legislator and I said, I wanna create legislation that would enhance disability awareness training that will teach all airport and Massachusetts employees to recognize us folks with disabilities a lot closer, a lot more, and you know respect our personal belongings because these things keep getting damaged. I like to travel and I would like to continue traveling around the world you know, without the fear of my things getting broken and having to repair them. It's infuriating just thinking about it every time I want to fly. And I haven't done so since then. Um, This legislation got started when I came back from Minnesota, uh, March of 2017. And April was when everything started to unroll. July 7, the legislation got filed. And Tuesday, December 5th is supposed to be the hearing at the State House for this bill. Um, My intentions for this is to have it go nationwide because I feel like it'll benefit everybody with or without disabilities. It'll teach people about disabilities as well. Disabilities of all natures, in fact. Um, So,
1: it's supposed to, okay. So the legislation will mandate awareness training for staff at airports? Yes. Generally speaking, Cassandra, though, it's not only persons with disabilities that have these problems, it's anybody. I'm sure that if someone is careless with your equipment, they're gonna be careless with anybody else's equipment. So maybe, in my estimation anyway, the awareness training that you're proposing should be general in nature. I know disability awareness is an important piece, but anybody who travels probably gets frustrated when this happens to them.
0: I agree. But are these people in general relying on these equipment on a day-to-day basis?
1: Well, no, but let's talk about the equipment more specifically. What types of equipment do you bring with you that are are, delicate, fragile, expensive, just to point out what you need
0: Um, braille displays um, fm systems and phone loops for my hearing aids my laptop my iPad and my phone Um, those are delicate things that I use on a daily basis yes and I don't think I travel without my I don't travel without my braille display or my iPad and if I do leave my iPad, I have a
1: secondary device with me. And you're right about the cost of these items, Cassandra. Al and I have talked about this before. I've discussed it with numbers of other people in regards to how much these items cost. You, you pretty much have to spend a whole government check in order to purchase an item that helps you or helps any other blind or deaf person. It, it's amazing, but that's a subject for another day. But just the mere fact that... You, airport staff have to recognize they might not see this equipment that often because of their daily routines yes but they, they need to learn just how valuable these things are and how expensive they are too
2: mm-hmm. I agree and Cassandra correct me if I'm wrong but Bob just addressed a point here as well um, this awareness training albeit tailored toward folks with special needs and the understanding of, of the procedures in inspecting this equipment, I, I think, and, and how specific uh, protocol should be implied in order to make sure that this equipment does not get damaged and, and, you know, can pass through TSA relatively quickly. To Bob's point, my my kind of feeling here is um, this should basically open up basic respect and decency for everything that passes through their parview. A- am I correct? Correct. So, I mean, you would you would think that this kind of training would be, um, and not not at all to to take anything away from your legislation because it is necessary. But you would think that this, this sort of thing should be just done automatically out of respect for peop- for all people's belongings. I, I'm, I'm wondering now, I'm thinking about the most fragile piece of scientific measuring equipment and how precise that thing is, how well placed in a very durable box and suspended in air and in foam etc whatever that might be i'm giving an extreme case but one would think that just that alone when somebody sees something the way it's packaged gosh darn it open it up handle it carefully replace it exactly where you found it (laughs) close the box and and have it be on its way Uh, i mean and i am grateful for your legislation believe me but but i think to bob's point cassandra I think that this should wake people up.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. In full agreement. You know, you spend your bag, you spend your time fixing your bag exactly the way you need it. You should get it exactly the way you put it when you're done with TSA. You know? I totally agree with you.
1: When do you think this legislation will be heard officially?
0: It should be heard on December 5th.
1: December 5th. Okay. Yes. And and who is going to be hearing this legislation?
0: The Committee on Persons and Children with Disabilities. Um, it'll be at the State House. And um, I believe that's the only committee that's going to be there thus far. It's under that committee.
1: Under that committee. Okay.
2: So, Cassandra, tell us um, because I'm sure you're eager to see this, like, in. Im- um, implemented like what three months ago, right back in July, you were you were just getting it rolling, and and you were probably thinking in your mind, my goodness, I, I can just Im- imagine all the people now going through TSA and having you know thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars wrecked, you know, mm-hmm. by care by just carelessness. So h- how long do you anticipate the whole process? taking place to eventual fruition we'll stay optimistic
0: um keeping the optimism and you know staying as realistic as possible i understand these are not an overnight process so i'll give it a couple of months i'll give it like three or four months to take place
2: and at that point the bill should be to the floor ready to be um voted on are you thinking good yeah good and then I will
0: hang back on flying around too
1: and I'm sure you encourage people throughout the country to establish similar legislation to take back to their state governments or yes. could this or could this become Cassandra a federal legislation
0: I would like it to become a federal legislation um okay. intention you know I wanted to give it a foundation in
1: Massachusetts I see, because people travel all over the country and all over the world, yes. and and just because Massachusetts will likely be made to mandate awareness training by its airport staff, what about Rhode Island, what about Vermont, what about Pennsylvania, what about all these other states? Oh, like yeah. You mentioned You mentioned Minnesota, now you went to Minnesota, now mm-hmm. the people in Minnesota, hopefully they're okay with this, but say that you have some careless people at the Minnesota airports, it's so all well and good that you've got this going in Massachusetts. So now we're just hoping that every, everybody else falls into line. And to me, the simplest way would be to make this a federal law
2: to yeah. mandate
1: awareness training. Do you yes, have any do you have any aspirations or thoughts as to how, I know we're looking beyond what's going to happen in Massachusetts on the 5th, but mm-hmm. do you have any aspirations looking ahead as to how to get this federally
0: um, I do, in a sense, you know, contacting the other state reps at the, uh, in different states because my intentions were to have this come, become nationwide, right. you know, starting with the other neighboring states and spreading out slowly or however quickly this can go because the quicker, the better, actually. Yeah. Um... I want I want this to be a nationwide. I want this to be a federal legislation. Um, I, this is my first time ever doing such a thing, so I'm learning as I go. Is so this it, in
1: the is this in the news? By the way, because I must admit, I have not heard this on the news.
0: I um this is not in the news. Surprisingly, uh, I would like it to be.
2: And so um
0: oh sorry go ahead and this is where the shame talking part comes in next
2: now before before you get into that cassandra because i'm actually thinking about other people who are you know they 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 consider themselves you know work-a-day folks with disabilities they get up in the morning with dignity they go about their day um they're productive. They come home, and things happen to them directly. And and I'm actually thinking about your blog, which I read last night. Things happen to them that um, directly relevant to their disabilities whether it's and I know you're gonna get into this but by jealous people by by just folks that don't want to see us necessarily succeed for whatever reason and they sort of put obstacles and stumbling blocks in our way I'm actually thinking Bob and I'm gonna kind of throw you out there a little bit although I don't think you're gonna be too upset when I do this Bob's a great great friend of mine Cassandra I'm extremely loyal to this guy. and I'm going to help him in any way I can. And I think it might help other, other people as well on this forum. Bob is in a situation right now where his disability and his girl, his fiance's disability are causing a, a glitch in them being able to get married. Now, I know this is different, but I'm wondering if there's an, a relatively simple way that you could describe to Bob and other listeners in similar situations where they need legislative help. What the sort of process is to get this kind of thing rolling? You know, how do we how do we reach out to specific people with with our needs and, and how do we get people's attention?
0: Um first I would like to just say I think that's called coattail writing. Um you know, coattail riding. Every time you see somebody, you know, persons with disabilities actually trying to live, uh, you know, a life that they deserve to live, and you're just pulling on their coattails to interrupt it. And that's exactly what's happening with them. Yeah. With the t- coattail riders, um, or heel steppers, or heel riders. Sorry, heel riders. Interesting. Um, you know, you know, heel riding when you're, st- when you're walking and someone steps on the back of your shoe and they mess up your stride. Gives
2: you a flat tire, sure.
0: Uh, yeah. Quite, a-
2: quite annoying.
0: It is.
1: Heel riders. That's what he's
0: dealing with.
2: And well, let's so- get... Okay.
1: Yes. Let's get to the shame talking. We have a few minutes and I think this is a very important subject, Cassandra. Especially, you, you've heard a lot of stuff in the news and the, even in the sports world. Mm-hmm. People are being accused of sexual harassment more than ever. I mean, Bill Bill Cosby, the guy from NBC Nightly News, a couple of senators, a couple of other politicians. It's on and on and on, and it's surfacing more and more and more. So maybe that's because of more awareness. Maybe it's because of social media. I don't know. Maybe somewhere in between. But tell us about your own uh, perspective on this topic and how you came to become more active in it.
0: In the... um... Active, you know.
1: Well, about you know your dealings with this.
0: My dealings. I mean, I'm an individual person, and you know, I kind of stand off from everybody, not not intentionally. Not to say that I think I'm better, but naturally, I naturally get pulled apart from the rest of everyone else, and so I kind of stick out without trying to. And when you stick out without intending to, someone who does not like that will come after you. They'll come for you, and you have to be ready for that. Um, so, you know, dealing with this kind of stuff, it's bizarre. It's crazy, it's, it's frustrating, and you have to know the best, you just have to have the best attitude about it, you know.
1: Do you think that a lot of this is because people like to prey on other people's alleged weaknesses or is it jealousy or is it somewhere in between?
0: Yes, it's it's exactly that. You know, people, they see us, they see, see people and they be like, okay, this is a vulnerable person. I can exercise my bullying skills on this person. But they realize really quickly that they're not going to be able to because the person they thought was vulnerable seemingly did not was not actually what they thought and my experience if you don't mind me talking about it briefly no my experience with shame talking was when i was doing when i was introduced with an opportunity at the massachusetts state house and i found the letter that my bill got filed and naturally i was excited and Someone from State House News reached out to me, and we discussed doing an article. And the interview happened at the office and the State House. And and um, you know, they came along. You know, the person I was supervised by came along and decided he wanted to pull me aside and tell me, oh. You don't get to be so excited about this and what you're doing is this and everything you're doing is happening too fast and all these things. And he pretty much was trying to pick my brain and tried to make me feel bad because of what was going on and how fast it took off. And because I had the interview at the office and he wanted to be there, but he couldn't. He wasn't there in enough time to be there. And by the time he came back around, I was gone and so was State House News Reporter. The secretary was there and she said nothing bad happened. All they did was talk to Cassandra about her bill and what she was doing at the time. I was doing constituent specialty. um, And the supervisor I was under, was pretty much always pulling me aside to say really mean things about what I was doing. You know, trying to shame talk me, trying to make me feel bad. And anytime I ignored him, he got even more annoying and he went and he dug his heels into my VR counselor's back and pretty much made him join the bandwagon of shame talking me. So when I ignored both of them, they both started to team tag. So I stopped speaking to both of them once my opportunity was done. And now every now and then I'll hear from a certain individual and they say they were talking about me still, even after all this happened months ago in the summer, they're still talking about me and how else they can try to tell me that what I'm doing is not right. Or now,
2: now Cassandra I'm... real quick, cause I know Bob's coming up against the clock here. Um, I I've got a, quick question. What you just described sounds to me like employee harassment, management harassment um, in, in, in my company, which is a private uh, manufacturing company. That's grounds for immediate dismissal. Um, were you able to get these people um, justifiably uh, able to have that punishment, type of punishment served?
0: I couldn't figure out who else to talk to about this. Wow.
2: So like you couldn't just go to their boss and say, Hey, I'm I'm filing a harassment or annoyance or whatever it is um complaint against these two individuals.
0: No. Their bosses were never even never really available and I could never get a hold of them. So I figured, you know, wow. I won't have I won't have to deal with them anymore. And still, you know, That's every amazing. Time- Every time I show up to the state house, I see that one individual. It's like he has a radar to see when I'm coming around. He's always coming around. And
2: So Does did I, feel... did I, did I, one, one, What? real quick, Bob. Uh, Cassandra, did I misread or was this guy also vision impaired? No, this guy is fully sighted. Oh, he is. Okay. I'm thinking of somebody else. Which side. is, which is the,
1: which is the point actually.
2: Yeah. He's sighted. Okay. I think
1: if he were visually impaired, he'd have to really be careful as to, what he's trying to do, because it would come back on him too. Yeah. I mean, not that what he, not that what the fully sighted guy is doing is right, because it's not right. Cassandra, what would be your uh, lesson that you can offer other people in your situation who deal with this on a regular basis? What would you recommend that they do? Because I'm sure that you are not the only case. I find that hard to believe that you would be the only case. Uh-huh. So there might be some lessons here that might be uh, administered
0: well the first thing i would like to say is stay strong in your movement you know whatever you're doing especially if it's not causing anybody any harm keep it going keep doing it in fact when they get on your nerves and they complain to you about what you're doing dig your heels in deeper hold on to it much stronger um don't let them unhook your fingers and secondly, keep a track, keep track of everything they say to you and never have one-on-one discussions. Always keep a trail in emails. Keep track of the emails and print them out and save it.
2: Yeah, it's called CYA, Cassandra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: We all know what that stands for, but we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Uh, Any final thoughts, Cassandra, before we have to conclude?
0: Um, I'd like to say thank you for, you know, having me on. And I hope everyone who hears this will learn from this. And if they feel like they're, you know, feeling discouraged, I hope this gives them a breath of fresh air and they regain some strength and they dig their heels in stronger and keep it going.
1: I agree 100%. Uh, But, as I said at the outset, getting back to your legislation about the travel problems, I sincerely hope, and I know that I'm going to be assuming this about Al, but I'm sure I'm right, that Al agrees, that this ought to go national, there should be federal legislation adopted, even though you're using Massachusetts as a pilot, and that everybody should, whether you're disabled or not, should have their belongings. Uh, cared for in the most proper fashion mm. by anybody whether it's airports and even bus stations anybody mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because our, our our valuables are our valuables and we need them for what we do in life Yeah,
2: Cassandra do you have a place where people can go to view what you're doing
0: um right now I use my Facebook page
1: how do people access that
0: uh, well they just send me a friend request and I'll accept them
1: so that's yes. Cassandra with one S, right? C-A-S-A-N-D-R-A.
0: Yes.
1: And then uh, last name X-A-V-I-E-R. Uh, yes. All right. Well, they can just drop you a line there.
2: Nice. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate You're very inspiring, uh, Cassandra, and um, I'm sure Bob agrees. We'd love to have you back as a guest again. I appreciate
0: it. It was awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank
2: you for coming on.
1: And we'll give you one more venue, Cassandra, which will be Monday night on the Branco Broadcast to come on then. Awesome. I do at this time... I'm sorry, go ahead, Cassandra. Oh,
0: no, I'm just saying awesome.
1: All right, great. I want to at this time acknowledge the folks who are airing in perspective. We have uh, the Massachusetts Radio Reading Service. So, Cassandra, you might want to know that this will be aired on Tuesday uh, at 4.30. Awesome. On the, the, national, the Massachusetts Radio Reading Service. Oh, Also, see Joy Internet, possibly radio, and now a new venue up on the Chat Oasis bulletin board. Uh, The administrator of that chat system is putting our shows up there. Not to mention that I have my own lists that I send a link out to. And speaking of which, if anybody wants to comment on what Cassandra is doing or, or anything else about this program, please feel free to email us at ranco 182 at Verizon.net. B R A N C O 182 at Verizon.net.
2: And you can also reach me as well at uh, uh, Al Hensel here at Lone Wolf, L O N E W O L F, 771 at Verizon.net. That's Lone Wolf 771 at Verizon.net, um, voice 508-478-3882.
1: And, Cassandra, I want to not only thank you for coming on, obviously, but to keep us posted as to what happens in case we don't hear it on the news. I'm yeah, concerned. that would be
2: appreciated. Uh,
1: this is not getting out there. I will do my best to get it out there thank and you, once you send me some more information. Uh, I, but this should be on the news.
2: I appreciate it.
1: Very good. Thanks again for being with us on In Perspective.
2: Thank you, Cassandra.
1: And Alan, of course, thank you, as always, for being a very loyal co-host.
2: And everybody, you have a safe week, and we look forward to the next time. Take care, everyone. Bye.
1: Bye Bye-bye.
0: All right, everyone. Now that you have heard the story and the explanation behind the travel anxiety, had the TSA folks and airport security listened when I told them about what was in my bag? Yes, they could still check it, but still there, it was still necessary to be respectful to my personal belongings. I don't know if they thought that because I couldn't see them, that they can break my stuff and Oh, I I would be so dumb. I wouldn't realize it's broken. Oh, my God. No, that's the reason why such legislation exists. Had the security guard been more careful and they listened, none of this would have happened. Now we're going to be enforcing more training and more sensitivity training. This is not even just for people with disabilities. I'm trying to make this a very inclusive piece of legislation. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back and modify my legislation because I can and I'm going to make it a more broader spectrum where it's <clears throat> also people who can who speak different languages, you know, cultural sensitivity training. And you know, because like I said, people can be extremely ignorant and it is it's a it's kind of like a stain. <clears throat> You know, you meet ignorant people, it stains your experience. Just like I met those horrible TSA people at the airlines and I was pretty upset that I came back to some messed up equipment and feeling pretty, uh, pretty violated, pretty much. So now I'm going to take my extra measures to prevent that. And I'm trying my hardest not to let my anxiety have its way and get in the way because the anxiety for traveling is useless, as I had discussed with my friend. Um, It goes a little more than that. It's more than just travel anxiety. It's a lot, like a whole lot. You know, it's, it's all of us and our different disabilities that come into play with all this. And so I think this was a good way to expand on it and explain. So I have a chance to go back and make some changes to my bill and re-file it and see what else happens. Um, I've been able to utilize social media. I've been able to use podcast to talk about my bill and my legislation. And tomorrow afternoon, around 3.30, I will have an interview with a journalist to publicize and spread awareness about what I'm doing. And it actually has caused other people to come out with their own legislation because they want the same thing to happen in their state, just like how I have it here in Massachusetts. So my intentions are to have this piece of legislation go federal. Uh, that way, some folks who reached out to me from out of state can also experience it in their state. I want it to go as far as it could go because I have an article. Not, I have an article. I have an interview with a journalist who's going to once again publicize it I was acknowledged on white cane day um which was national white cane day was Monday and then we celebrated it on actually wait sorry national white cane day was on Sunday um then we celebrated it on no oh my gosh I'm getting those days totally screwed Okay, so Massachusetts celebrated White Cane Day on Tuesday and it was actually on Monday, but we decided to celebrate it on Tuesday. And among that happening this morning, that morning, I woke up to a Twitter post with this group called Blind New World um, posting my blurb on the article that I was featured on from January about my legislation and so much more. And so now all of that is kicking back up again. And not to mention more articles and more interviews, more journalists coming out. Um, And I'll let you guys know how that goes. Uh, So thanks for listening. And I will include some voicemails behind this and you can um, follow and listen to the email link that was attached as well. guys have stories to share or any comments you want to send, you can send it to the email casu305 at outlook.com. And I'll say it again, casu305 at outlook.com.
1: Hey, thank you so much for your message. I love your podcast. Um, I definitely favorite your podcast. Um, please feel free to check out mine and hit the favorite button if you like what you hear. Um, thanks again. I love what you're doing on Anchor.
2: Casper, thank you for the favorite. I appreciate the love and you know you got my support. Keep up the hard work, my friend. out from Temp Radio
1: hey
0: Casper I see that you hit me up with the yellow star so I had to take a look at who you were as an individual on your station and the first segment that I saw was the wall watchers I took a listen to it and yeah you are absolutely correct not only is it happening on Facebook and um, did it happen on myspace and all these other social media platforms I've seen it on anchor now since we're on anchor I'm gonna call these not wall watchers barnacle grabbers they just sit there on your boat
2: just
0: nothing doing nothing just minding their own business not even giving you any support so with that i really do appreciate you in your segment it was an eye-opener so i will be hitting you up with a yellow star and i'll be listening tuned in onto your station so casper thank you for shouting me out
1: or looking me up i'm about to do the same take care mama